But yeah, it, it took a little sacrifice. You know, losing friends, losing um, like my girlfriend. Um, you know, you know, it took a lot of sacrifice. And at that point, you know, I was looking back and I was like, oh, "Is this really what I want to do in my life?" But I stopped with it, and um, I'm, I'm glad I did because yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm living what I want to do. This is Business Fever NG Podcast, episode 19. This is a podcast where successful food entrepreneurs in Nigeria share the success stories of how they built their brand and the lessons they learned along the way. Welcome to the show. Our guest today is Shola from Simply Green. And I'm your host, Olumide from Bankia Green. Good morning, Shola. Hi, how are you? Yes. Fantastic. Thanks for coming yeah. on the show today. Um, so let me just start off by asking you, um, can you just introduce yourself, tell us your background, like what you studied, and how old the brand is? All right. Um, my name is Shola Ladoja. Um, I'm the founder and CEO of Simply Green Limited. Uh, Simply Green is a cold-pressed juice company. Well, Simply Green is an agricultural company that focuses on added value to what we grow. Uh, so one of our um, our cold press juices, which we're known for, um, simply green juices. Uh, we also have um, a vegetable packaging um, business as well, where we package um, salad mixes, lettuce, kale, um, rockets, spinach, and um, different types of um, vegetables. I studied um, electrical and computer engineering at the New York Institute of Technology, but um, uh, after a few years, I discovered that my passion was actually agriculture, so I decided to follow my passion, which um, brought me to this point today. Okay, good. How did you discover the passion then? Like, what happened? Was it like a Eureka moment? No, no. Like, um, I um, I always knew I was going to be a farmer at some point in my life, but um, I thought that was going to be at a much later stage in my life. I thought it was going to be... Um, at the age of 50, 60, retired. Uh, but um, I, I went through a certain phase in my life where I just needed to get away. So I went um, to a farm, uh, sat down there for a few weeks, um, and I just had a passion for farming when I stayed there. And I decided to pack all my bags, leave Lagos, and uh, went to the farm in the middle of nowhere with no power, for four years, no phone service. Um, and yeah, and that's where the passion really... Did you yeah, say four years? I, I, four years, yeah. I, I, I moved to the farm for four years with no power, no phone service, nothing. Oh, wow. And, uh, where was where, this? Yeah. Uh, this started in 2010. In 2010. <laughs> that's uh, pretty yeah, deep. Yeah. So have you... Okay. Uh, yeah, Did you grow yeah, up like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, was there any kind of... Um, Interest you showed, like, you know, maybe you were growing up planting a little garden in a house, maybe like while you were in college, you had like a little like spice. Like, did you have any kind no, of inclination towards that? Nothing, nothing at all. And was it nothing. in the family um, as well? I like, did you have like uncles, aunts, or like was it someone that you maybe you're, you're inspired by? Because usually, like, you know, my take is there's some things that we have innate in us, and we probably just don't give it a lot enough audience. But as time goes on, we now start we get drawn back into it. So like, right. let's assume you got yeah. Drawn. Um, I um, 
Um, I, I believe I, um, I had a passion for, well, the first experience I had with farming was with my brother, um, who farms in Kosovo State. He has um, an oil palm plantation. But I really don't think that's where my passion came from. Um, I, I think the passion was just uh, seeing things grow, like throwing the food in the ground and things grow. And then that was when I knew that I actually wanted to be a farmer. Because I sat down last night on this farm. Um, I was drinking orange. And I just kept throwing the food in the ground. And after a few days, I, I saw that hatch. I mean, I just saw a lot of plants growing there, which I was quite confused of what they were. But I didn't remember that. I sat down there and I was drinking uh, an orange. And I was throwing the food So just seeing how, I mean, uh, you could throw food in the ground and it brings new life and brings food and stuff was what just gave me the passion to to follow my dreams. And, okay. Yeah. So 2010, you took a four-year trip to a farm. Uh, I'm guessing, like, can you tell us where the farm was? The farm was in Oyo State after a town called Obubosho. Um, okay. From Lagos, it's about a five-hour drive. Um... I, I stayed there for a while, um, working there, trying to do some different things. I, I used to do a lot of grains, maize, millets, um, soybeans. But um, I, I discovered that it wasn't viable for me to do those things because um, I discovered that if you're going to go into a culture where the money lies is when you add value to what you grow, as opposed to just growing things and selling your finished product with someone else's raw material. So um, I found out that during that time in my life, I, I, I wasn't making money. But I was working very, 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 very hard. But I, I wasn't making any money. So um, I decided to take a step back and um, start growing things I could add value to. So that's where Simply Green um, came from. Simply Green um, was uh, born from um, uh, from um, growing things and actually adding value to them. That's where I I uh, started making juices. So how long did it take you to realize that like it wasn't just enough just to have the, the produce coming out, that like, you have to add value to it? Like was it like after the first harvest you realized that money wasn't coming in or, no, or from the chunk? <laughs> it took you four years. No, it took it took you four years. It took you four years. So two thousand and ten yes. you moved to Ocean State to the farm. Two thousand and fourteen. So when was the or your, sorry, or your state? When was the first product? When did you get when was the first harvest? Well, um, the first harvest was in 2010, but um, that wasn't Simply Green. Simply Green was born in 2014. Okay. Um, that was when I decided to, you know, do my own thing. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, and my own thing was basically adding value to what I was growing. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so the funding-wise, in the beginning, early stages, was it something that, like, you know, you sold your car, you know, cashed out your, I don't know, say you no, worked no, in the no, states, no. or was it like it was starting out? No, I actually didn't sell any car because at that point I had a car I was managing, <laughs> so I actually couldn't sell it because then I would, I would have had no car. Um, but yeah, it, it took a lot of um, sacrifice. Um, you know, losing friends, losing um, uh, like my girlfriend. Um, you know, you know, it took a lot of sacrifice. And uh, at that point, you know, I was looking back and I was like, uh, "Is this really what I want to do in my life?" But um, I I stopped with it and um, I'm, I'm glad I did because um, um, yeah I, I I'm 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 leaving what I wanted to do I mean this is what I thought I was always going to do in my life at some point but not as as young as this um, leaving my dreams so 
Okay. So let's touch again on the on the, the first four years. What were the products you guys were pushing out then and then? Did you have to add like a new product line in? Because um, uh, then we were doing grains, as I said. Um, we're doing grains. We're also doing cassava on a very large scale. Um, but um, it, uh, it, it, it didn't just make sense. And um, at, at the scale at which we were planting and growing things, which was a very big scale, and seeing the terms come in, could not match the work I was doing. So I decided to cut back. And, you know, I, I think I cut back like a fifth um, of the farm. And actually focus on vegetables because I realized that vegetables actually, to me, um, I mean, it's probably the most profitable venture you can go into in agriculture. That's my take. Um, someone else might say something else, but I, from what I've experienced, um, uh, growing all vegetables has been the most profitable venture for me. And uh, when we started growing veggies, I, I started saying I could add value to them. Um, I went to the States um, for a few months. I worked in a farm for free. I paid my way there, paid for my uh, my feeding, paid for my boarding, paid for everything. Um, but I went there to work for free so I could gain the experience that I needed. Um, I worked on a farm in New Jersey, a very small farm that was owned by um, this young couple. Um, and, you know, just seeing what they were doing, I realized that it's not how big your farm is, but it's how productive the farmers. So basically, if you are bringing out five tons or something, what can you do with that five tons? Are you just going to sell the five tons like that, or are you going to add value to that five tons to actually bring you more profit? So um, I saw what they were doing, and that just sparked something in me that, okay, why don't I start doing this and start doing it this way? Um, try to add value and try to package it in, this, in, in a certain way that matches international standards. Um, yeah, and uh, so I, I, I kind of um, scrapped everything I was doing. I, I scrapped everything. I stopped growing maize. I stopped growing millet. I stopped growing soybeans. I stopped growing everything. Um, I started focusing on a new line of um, things, which were vegetables. Okay. Can you describe your, your typical work day or maybe like a work week? Um, you know. Oof. That's a very tricky one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have no, no schedule. Um, right now, I'm, I'm in Lagos. Uh so basically, I, I try to split my time between Lagos and all your states. Um, I, I try to do three days in Lagos, um, four days in oil on the farm. Um, but sometimes I, I need to move up and down. Uh, sometimes I need, I need to be in Abuja for work. Uh, so I, I really don't have a, 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 a typical week, you know. But um, if it comes to a typical day on the farm... Um, Wake up five thirty six, uh, be on the field latest by six thirty in the morning because it's better for you to get your work done before twelve, before when the sun's out, because then you are drained because you're in the sun. So we try to work from six thirty to um, about twelve o'clock when the sun comes out. Um, then we go indoors. We have lunch. Then we can walk in the greenhouse, or we can walk um, somewhere where um, maybe. Um, doing feeding um, in seed trays and things like that, things that does not really, um, uh, uh, things that we actually don't really have to be outside for. So we do that from twelve to five, and then from five to seven, we go to the field to um, to do um, field work. Okay, is ca- uh, farming capital intensive? I mean, because um, again, you've added value to it, and that 
value adding process usually costs money either through branding through packaging through just educating the um the population so let's start with the yeah, first know, step like, of farming like is it capital intensive uh farming is very capital intensive because uh, some of my friends say oh yeah i love to be a farmer like you and and then I, I just look at them sometimes that you know like um, in the newspaper, you hear there's a grant or there's a there's a something something of ten billion. Uh, you actually think it's going to be shit round of farmers, but I mean it's 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 not as simple as people think it is. It's 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 very expensive. Because now, if you want to go into farming um, and you're not doing mechanized farming, I, I just think you waste your time. And for you to do mechanized farming, yes, because you have to look at tractors, you have to look at plows, you have to look at um, the region, you know. Um, if you're now going to school into packaging, you have to look at the washing machines, the dry machines, wow. the machines, the sitting machines. You have to look at the cold room. You have to look at cold chain, your transportation. Oh wow! Cold van, cold bed. So it's it's not. It's not a small business it, then. I mean, it's not something it's that. No, it's small business. Oh wow! It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's something that uh, you actually and and me on my farm, I'm I'm everything. I'm the bricklayer. I'm the carpenter. I'm the welder. I'm the electrician. I'm the plumber. Wow. So, you know, so the good thing about it is that you actually learn about these things. And, uh, you know, but it's, it's, it's really fun seeing how um, you start and how you grow something. You know, it's actually look back. Um, I'm, uh, I, well, yeah, look back and I, I just look at how far I've gone and, uh, the good thing about this, I actually commit everything I've I have photos of day one from my farm. So later in the future, I'm looking to build maybe like a photo book of everything from when we're drilling for water, looking for water, setting up um, the the, uh, the uh, drip irrigation, the sprinkler systems. So um, it's a very it's a very expensive venture. Um, but what I just tell people is just um, take it one step at a time. You know, don't think you can just pull money into it. It's pulling into it. You would you waste your money because. Um, can you rely on the government yeah. at all? Because you kind of touched on the word grants. Is it something that um, businesses do? I, I don't rely on government. You do I, or I you don't? I, I, I don't. I think okay. it's a waste of time. Oh wow. Um, sorry, our, our country is not a country that they support. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, yeah. And um, startups. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't rely on the government. Okay. Um, it's fantastic. So, touching on the the adding value aspect, I, I think you have a restaurant as well in the workstation. I'm not sure if you correct me on that. Um, yes, you, I do. Okay. So yeah, that's also adding value. I'm guessing. Um, you have the the the, the juices you push out. Um, yeah. and you also have you said farm to table. So you're selling the the producer now. Now, that's a different part of the business you know farmers usually are not the ones who are worried about this other aspect of of the let's call it value chain so like what did you have to do like internally to get yourself ready to that state because again planting worried about irrigation and all that versus now you're building a brand you're pushing it out you're worried about packaging so like do you yeah. have to, what was that transition like and then how are you able to do it smoothly well, the um, the thing about me is I actually love to create products. That's really what I really enjoy. I like growing things and actually creating a product line or something. Um, 
why I decided to create a cafe was I wanted people to have first an experience of farm to table. Because there's nowhere I know in Nigeria that there's actually farm to table where everything comes from one source or comes from multiple farms. So I wanted people to actually experience that farm to table and have good food um, and show people that, okay, these things that, I mean, we are, we are flying into the country, things like broccoli, things like kale, things like rockets, things like spinach, they can actually be grown in Nigeria and you can actually have them at a very cheap price. So I just wanted people to have a first hand um, um, of um, farm to table, yeah. So 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 uh, that's what I did. But the transition from farming to, let's say, packaging, or <laughs> I, I don't know what's called it, but I, I just got a farm supplying um because I, I kind of i agree what you just said i mean it's the it's the the, the, the ending part of a product i mean the retail side that makes the most money we have the best margins but there's also a lot more i guess risk and cost in that area as well because now you know what you're, yeah but um when you think about the amount of money you have to spend on farming i mean you you actually don't think about um, things apart from maximum profit. I mean, uh, like as we use close to a drum of diesel, which is 200 liters of diesel every day. I mean, now uh, diesel is going for 230 naira. Yeah. So when you look at the amount of money that you're spending, you have no choice but to think about how to maximize your profit. Yeah. Some might say, oh yeah, that's meant to be the work for somebody else. You're meant to just grow. But no, I mean, I'm the one doing the work. I, I'm, I'm the one spending a ton of money to flying sprinklers, to flying pumps, to flying packaging machines, to to flying packaging bags. So you know, like vertical um, uh, integration. This makes sense. You 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 cleaned it up, and I think it's um it's something you can control all the way around as well. Too. So it's just I just think like you have something very special going on. Most folks may not have that strength to be able to you know ace it at farming and then also product packaging and, and marketing. It, it's those are two different businesses that you put into one business and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so I think that's fantastic. Where do you see your brand in the next five to 10 years? Oof, where do I see my brand? I see my brand almost around West Africa, for sure. Um, I see it being the biggest um, growers of vegetables in Nigeria. Um, yeah. And uh, the biggest uh, dairy farm in Nigeria. Dairy, okay. Are you guys go? Yes. You guys, yeah. You're going to go into that, or you've already started doing that? I started dairy a, a while back, but um, it's a very long term plan. Uh, what we did was we uh, crossed um, 
No, so what we do every year is to cross our 200 cows with sex women that uh, we actually bought from Kenya, Frisian um, bulls. So we cross 200 um, cows through artificial insemination uh, to increase the yield of milk. Because lo- um, the local cows can give you one liter of 1.5 liters of milk a day, while the foreign cows can give you up to 40 liters of milk a day. So by the time you cross them a few times, you uh, now I can comfortably get about seven liters of milk from my crossed um, cows. So um, I, I'm praying in a few years we should jump it up to, to close to 12 or, or 14 um, liters per day from each cow. So by the time when we actually achieve that, um, we will be one of the largest um, dairy companies in Nigeria. Okay, so let me let me just try to sit. Um... I don't know, maybe just, I want to say summarize the brands, but let me just put them in this category. You have the farm to table, you have the workstation, you have the juices, and you have the actual farming. Now you're bringing dairy as well into it. Which of this do you think will be the primary product of your, which of this will be the primary um, product of your brand? And if you could, because all these are like billions of industries, like it's a, it, they're all billion dollar industries, like, or, or sectors rather, right? So, well, I, 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 I don't think there's going to be one part of the brand that's going to be stronger than... I mean, I, I, I feel like each part of the brand is, is meant to be strong on its own. Um, but, the, but the farm itself is the backbone of everything. The, the farm is the backbone of the juices because we grow our own things to actually make our juices. The uh, place and workstation is also um, part of the farm because we grow stuff from there to... To make food, um, the milk that we're going to sell, the cheese, uh, the butter, everything's going to come from the farm. So the farm is actually the backbone of everything. So the farm is what I see being um, something massive in the next five years. Because without the farm, we don't have any products to actually push out. So um, I, w- I would say we would be known more for farming, and um, um, yeah. And, and I think as, as much as the farm grows bigger, um, things grow bigger with it. If we can grow more things for juices, um, the juice brand gets bigger. You know, so so um, things really depend on the farm. So uh, my um, time is focused on growing the farm as big as it can get, um, as big as it can get, that can be managed um, well. Um, then yeah, that was that was how it goes from there. But what has been the okay? What has been the most challenging experience you've had so far? Uh, wow, everything in Nigeria is challenging. Everything. We're still here. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I always think every day that we are like, yeah, like I'm really doing shallow. Sure, like, but I mean, yeah, like things just don't make sense. And, um, it's good to like you know, um civilized country, I'll say civilized. Um, you find out that farmers are being uh, subsidized by a good amount. Um, now, if you want to, I mean, do anything in Nigeria, most of the things are not even been made here. Look at sprinkler systems. There's no company in Nigeria making sprinklers. Drip irrigation, there's no company here doing it. Pumps, there's no company here doing pumps. Even my packaging, I have to fly my packaging in. Wow. There's a company in Spain that um, 
produces the plastics for uh, my cherry tomatoes, my bags I've started from China because printers in Nigeria don't have this type of bags and printers in Nigeria can't print white color with a printer. So, you know, when you look at how backwards we're in Nigeria, you know, just find out that everything you're having to do, you know, it, it, it's been slowed down because the country is backwards. Um, so everything is a problem. So the roads, you know, you buy a brand new whole truck, you're moving from Lagos to to the farm or from farm to Lagos. The roads are destroying your, your truck. Uh, the portals everywhere, the bribery, you have to bribe everything. <laughs> I mean... No, it's true. I it mean, is, then it is. there's no power. You have to buy, you know, you have to run uh, stuff all night because uh, of my cold rooms. I, I, I need constant power. So um, I have to burn diesel every single day. So is it um, high risk, high rewards, or is high risk uh, if you reward? I think it's very high risk, low reward. It's low reward for a certain time, but um, I, I think a I think few years. Okay. And I don't mean few years, like two, three years. I mean, like maybe four, five, six years. Wow. Things might start making sense, depending on how you play it out. I mean, um, things only started making um, good sense to me about three years ago. I mean, after three years, uh, I, I think I was just stubborn to just think about them. Um, I think but, entrepreneurs um, yeah. need to be very stubborn. I mean, we need to, you need to really believe in what you have that high conviction and then just hopefully we're processing the question yeah. as we go along so we're not fools at the end of the day, but you have to stick to your gut and just write it out, you know, um, and process yeah. information daily as well. So that way you're not um, just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What yeah, has so, been the... But, um, yeah. No, 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 okay. no, no. Now, what has been the worst entrepreneurial moment you've had? First was, what was the worst Oof. challenge? Now, entrepreneurial moment. Entrepreneurial moment. Uh, uh. Hmm. Well, I, I think the worst. I, I, I think the worst is actually believing in people. Uh, and why do I say believing in people? Because you find out that um, you put your trust in people, you bring them into your business, and you believe they have the same drive as you have, but you, you end up finding out that um, all the therefore is what they can benefit only. They are not there to think what they can add to like, the business. Um, I, I don't want to go too much into, I mean, um, um, why I'm saying this, but I, I think it's um, relying on people to to follow your passion or follow your dreams. Or I mean, yeah, I, 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 I kind of lost everything with him because I was being nice to a friend or being nice to friends. Um, or I wanted to bring them into something that I built. Um, and, you know, you just find out that you make the mistake of being too nice in, in business in terms of you want to share um, things with people. You I, I actually would want to share your business with people, or, but you find out that they really don't care about your business because at, at the end of the day, if anything fails, it fails. It, it, it's you that fails. So, uh, what year was this? Well, this happened twice, actually. Okay. This happened twice. The first time I actually didn't learn. Uh, second time I learned. Uh, first time was 2014. Yeah, 2014. 
at the very start of something in Jesus. Um, I, I don't want to go into details. Um, and the next one was when? Um, next one was last year. Um, I was, I, I kind of lost a lot of money. Um, and that just made me realize that, oh, okay, look, I, at the end of the day, want to share this, your, your thing with someone, you have, you know, it, it's so funny because they actually see the outside. They just say, that, okay, she has done so well. She has done this, she has done this. But they actually don't know them of what I do to actually remain in this place, you know. They actually think, you know, it's just you telling me, oh, yeah, you're tired. What do you mean you're tired? <laughs> I mean, like as an I'm still working. I've, I've, I've been up before you. You're doing the same work. I'm doing more work than you on the farm, like physical work on the farm, and you're telling me you're tired. Or, you know, just... Some, some things don't make sense. And I'm just like, okay, fine. You, you know, you actually might be tired, but there's a way you could you could keep working. I mean, I'm bringing you in as a partner, you know. I, I don't expect the partner to act like a staff. If you're going to be a partner, you, you need to, I mean, <laughs> like I, I, I sleep on some days, maybe three o'clock in the morning, and five o'clock, I'm, I'm up. Because oh, wow. I know I, I have to get it done. You know, so, you know, when you bring someone in into your business as a partner, you expect them to, to have the same drive to make sure that it's about getting, it's, it's about making sure the job is done. But you find out that people really don't care. People just want the end of the month, they get the salaries and go, even partners. So I learned that, okay, in this whole thing I'm doing, Shola, it is you, you built this brand on your own. Nobody assisted you. You have no partners. You were just looking out for people who you thought could 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 maybe add value to your business. Yeah. Uh, but uh, how I, important I is been... failure in business? Because I, I went through mine in 2013 and I lost everything as well. But uh, I feel like right. that was a starting point for me, and that's a, a, it's a turning point as well. Like without that failure, I think I would I would have been doing some dumb shit right now, really. So. Yeah. How important well, is failure in business? I mean, the the probably ones that we shouldn't go through, you know, the ones that might just end up killing the entire business. But mm. do you feel like the experience was, I won't say use what worth it, but like, could you have done without no, the experience? No, you find out that the experience was actually worth it because you find out that um, uh, the kind of things you learn when you fail are things that um, must have, you know, like... We all run things, okay, like as in you actually have a business and you might have some little things that, you know, you might not know is really setting the business back. But then when those things make you fail, you just look back and actually think, oh, wow, so these were the things that, that were making you fail. So when you actually start again or when you decide to start again, you actually don't do those things anymore. Like, um... If it's failure, I fail though. That one, I'm, <laughs> I am, no, I'm serious. Yeah. I look back and I am just like, wow. You know, I, I've been in places where I thought, okay, yes, this is the end. <laughs> I can never recover from this. Oh, wow. But you actually come back stronger. Strong, come back, you come it. back with this mindset of, oh, wow. I think I could, you know, you actually come back so much stronger. Like, I, like, um, yeah, I've, I've been through things that I'm like, whoa, like, what am I going to do? I've, I've literally walked into my office, my office before and like, I fired everybody. I just thought I'm going to get out. And I'm serious. And I thought, okay, like, what is just this? But you find out that you... Oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> but you actually find out that you can you you can do you bounce back way more than you want. Yeah, yeah, you bounce back, and when you bring in new people to your team, you actually find that okay, you screen them on based. Um, no, you actually uh, screen them based on things that you faced before. In, in, I mean, so um, like I, I fired everybody, and you know, just got a a, a smaller team. But I, I look for things in that thing that, okay, yes, these are the values I need in people. And, you know, now things are so much better. Like, my team is so much smaller, but I have very, 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 very good people. So um, those are things yeah, we learn yeah. as we go along. Um, my own experience, like, I used to hire people based on the CVs before, right? Then I realized that on CVs, on, on also, also on the CV uh, and the, the work experience. And I realized that at the, the end of the day, they have somebody in the computer lab typing it up for them. So now ask them dumb yeah. questions like, if you had like five Emmy account right now, what would you do? And half of mm. them would tell me something else that I would mm. realize that that's probably like where the interest really is, that they're not going to add that much mm. value to my business. I ask, mm. regular, I ask about what they do, what they find, what the dad does. Just general conversation because at some point, they start showing you the true self. Like if you stay with the of whole course. CV type conversations, you know, or what value you add in, Nah, it it, yeah. it never works. But um, yeah, it, it's experiences the, um, the the uh, thing about people in Nigeria that I've seen is that people want to earn money, but they actually don't want to work. Oh, True. That's the biggest yeah. thing. They actually want to earn, but when it's time to actually do work, they actually don't want to work for that money. You know, yeah. and it's very annoying yeah, that they want to they want to make money. They don't want to earn because yeah. when you're earning money, you actually do something tied to it, though. But these guys also want to make money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They actually want to make money, but they actually don't want to earn it. I mean, they, um, I, I, uh, I remember, um, like if, well, um, like the thing about me in business, I'm, I'm, like I'm a nice person, so I, I don't, you know, so at the end of the month, like I'm, I'm supposed to cut someone's salary, and then I'm just like, no, I'll just leave it, you know. But those things really ruin your business. You actually need to be very shrewd. You need to be very mean to people. I mean, uh, I, 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 I regretted being that nice boss because at the end of the month, you just find out that these things are really killing your business. Um, I, I calculated how much I lost because of mistakes. My staff were making like mistakes they were making because they were being lazy. Um, and I just found out that I was losing so much money. So one month, I just said, you know what? Like, I've let me even try to even just cut people's salaries. I was cutting, you know, like maybe like 2,000 naira, you know, like not much. And I realized how they were just going to know, like, oh, yeah, like our salary is short, this and that. I don't kind of think to myself that. But I'm, 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 I'm supposed to even cut more than this. I'm, I'm supposed to cut more than so, this. It, you know, it, so you just find out that people really don't care about your own business. They only care about themselves. They would, they would ruin your business for you. They would lose money. They would, like, you will lose money. But when it's time for them to lose money too, you just find out that people are extremely selfish. They are. You make a mistake that's, that, that I've lost a lot of you money. Lost like, customers. Five times which is like I've the lifetime of a customer. Yeah, that's continuous exactly. for like three, four, five years. You know, everyone they know, and, their uncles, their aunts, their husbands, wives, all that. And exactly. then I'm, t- I'm finding a thousand naira for you breaking or something and you're telling me. Exactly. But do you know what the catch to that is? Complete. Like my, I've had, I mean, 
Yeah, fuck. <laughs> it's been crazy. I find I find staff, and then crazy. I realize that like somehow they're like casinos. They will come back and get you somehow. <laughs> they will. They will yeah. come back and yeah. get you, and it could be, and they're not going to catch all the customer complaints. You know, they just stop coming. Yeah. So like the times where, and even till now, I mean, I'm like, guy, you're you're burning chips. Like, why are you burning chips? So like, if I make him pay for that fries, I maybe like um. 25% above cost, not retail price. You know, the guy's grumbling up and his next order, he messes it up. And then the catch yeah. again to this is, when if you fire all your employees, can you do everything yourself? Dude, I have fired, a, I have, I find a guy a thousand naira and he put salt in my generator, brand new gen. That's chill. Brand new gen. And this is chill. maybe three, four years ago. Now, I, I'm not saying, I'm not Godfrey per se, but like, I wish I was like gangster because I would have locked his ass up and beaten him up. But I just said, in fact, I was shocked. I fired a bunch of people because some folks knew about it then and they didn't tell me. So everyone who knew about it also had to let them go because I felt like you can't trust them anymore. You know? Yeah. And then like, over um, 1,000 I, 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 I went through something similar last year because um, I found out that every two days they were always calling me their cell. We have to buy um, um, like engine oil okay. for like the gen i was like wow we always buy an engine oil so i was like okay why don't you just call the guy that has to fix it and it was a very small problem like um i think there was a leak somewhere and i was like okay like why are people wasting my money we have we're we 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 buying oil for like three thousand pounds every two days so um well i was like okay i would i would i would, I would, I would give you the money i gave this guy the money instead of even going to them buy the oil as you as usually does but because the guy said it was coming the following day, come and fix it. Decides not to buy like the oil. Wow. Next thing, they put on the generator. Oh, Two hours wow. later, I was just there and knocking some cut, cut, cut. Oh, so wow. destroyed my generator oh, because wow. you wanted to steal three thousand. I bought that chair for like two point something million. Yeah. And you just ruined that. Yeah. Because you to I mean, what can you do money. to them? Even if you lock, I mean, like, you what can that. you do to them? Yeah, exactly. So it's. Just, it's... Yeah. And like as in, if you lock them up, you have to still pay. You have to, you have that, to pay and then the, the unfortunate thing is, like, I don't know. If, I don't think I have. One of my mentality with employees is somehow they they know the ins and outs of your business to some degree. They know your movement, and you're not sure. Hello. Yep. Okay. They're not sure, like, um, how extreme they can go. You know. I mean, so yeah. I, I just try to say, you know what? Just go on with your bullshit. In five, six, seven years, see the opportunities you've missed. I'm going to keep moving. You know, at the end of the day, that's kind of no, my... no, no, no. But, but, but you actually shouldn't do that because you find out that in that five, six, seven years, they actually would have run you down to the ground. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm, I'm firing them. I'm letting them go. Oh, okay. But okay, I'm moving yeah, on. Yeah. You know, it's like I'd rather not yeah, go into yeah, like look, the trenches with an employee, and yeah. I'll just keep, uh, keep uh, look, moving. Like as in the biggest advice I'll give you, you know what? You just to yourself. Treat them like stuff. Don't be nice. Don't. Give them what you agree you're going to give them. Like, yeah. this is your salary. You make the terms at the beginning of the uh, And, like, once anything is done, I got, look, but like me, I'm, I'm a staff now. I, I, I know that in three months, like, I saw my goal. Okay. What advice would you give your young self? Uh, me? Oh. What I would have told myself before is, um, hmm, what I've told myself. I never rely on people, actually. 
sound like heartbroken. This is Nigeria, man. <laughs> but we still need people as well, too, at the end of the day. I mean, as much as... Yes, but I think never it, rely on them. Yeah. Never Maybe keep a lot of options you know? open and then... Um, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, it, it's tough. Like, I got stabbed. Not, like, literally, but, like, not physically. But it, it hurt me. But I'm like... Uh, but, but you cannot grow I've business had, without... I've, I've had my own business plan stolen by my mentor. So don't worry. <laughs> I understand what yeah, you say. So what yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I definitely understand. Okay. So, what? Well, yeah. As, as I was saying, man, like, I'm like, as in things here don't make sense. Like, things in, in this country don't make sense. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say I know exactly what to do with my business. I'm a pro in my business. No. I'm, I'm still finding out. And it's so annoying that you have no time to actually do your own work because you're having to correct small fires. work or you're meant to do it small things that you're never supposed to do. Yeah. You know, just find out that you don't even have time to actually finish your own work or, or even do things. So it's just, yeah. What advice would you give someone who like wants that. to get up in, who wants to start a, a juicing business, like the, you know, same, simple uh, green types juice business? What advice would you give them? Uh, what would I say? Um, well, I'll say um, if you're ready to do it, do it. <laughs> I mean, don't go into it thinking it's simple. Don't go into it thinking, oh, yeah, you're going into it to make money. No. Um, and if you're going to go into juicing, um, there are lots of things you have to think about. Um, you have to think about sourcing of your raw materials, your fruits and vegetables, where you're going to source it from. And what people don't understand with this whole juicing thing is you are buying produce from people that you don't even know where it's grown. The raw you're buying it from the market, wow. you're buying it from, yeah, you're buying it from mile 12. Now, most farmers, of course, most farmers in Nigeria, they would like, I would say, oh, yeah, our things are fresh and organic. It's not. Most farmers use uh, fertilizer, pesticides, all those things. Now, when you're uh, juicing those things into uh, like your juice. You are indirectly juicing the fertilizers and pesticides and all those things. So it's very important if you're going to go into juicing, if you're not going to process your juices into like, because um, my juices are raw juices, they're not uh, pasteurized in any way whatsoever. So if you're going to go into that, you just need to also be very careful where you source your raw materials from out so you might end up poisoning someone. Um, and, uh, yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. Can I recommend a book? We're about, we're hitting the end of the podcast, but can you recommend a book or a ref or a, any information or any resource that you kind of tap into, um, on, on a regular basis or a book? I have a book called Leading. It's a book on former Manchester United coach. Okay. Um, and basically why I read this book is for discipline. Because when you look at his history, um, you just find out that this guy was probably the, the, the like, best coach we've ever seen. Uh, but you find out that it's not just because he, he was good at it. It was it's because he actually disciplined himself. And he disciplined his, his, uh, his, um, his uh, players. So, um, yeah, I always could read that book. I, 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 I go to that book a lot just to read um, how someone did it. Um, how disciplined it was. Um, 
yeah, and I found out that it 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 it, it makes me wake up and say, okay, yeah, just go and do what you have to do, sure, you know. Yeah, like like I wake up at, at a certain time every morning because I know I have to wake up at that time. So yeah, I would I would recommend that book to everyone. It's called Leading. Yeah. Tell us one thing about you that people don't know that you can share. One thing people don't know about me. Well, yeah, my hobbies. So riding horses. That's my biggest that's my biggest one. Um, yeah. I have a few horses. Um yeah. Okay. Uh, do you play yeah. polo or are you just I, like riding horses? Um I, I I used to play but I don't have time anymore to to play. Um but I have um, a few horses on my farm and yeah. So online um, you just like, jump on that. Okay, that was good. Uh, no, it's not just online, I forget my stress. <laughs> okay, yeah, um stress, but, yeah. so thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, All right. If you like our show and you want to know more, please check out businessfeverng.com. Share the link with your friends. Leave us a review on iTunes. Join us again on Monday and on Thursday for a new podcast. Thank you.